Welcome to the Mojo for Musicians podcast from Manny Cabo Media, where we dig deep into today's top strategies to help you take your music career to the next level, along with real, raw, and uplifting conversations with industry professionals that are making moves, making a difference, and making the best versions of themselves to inspire you to do the same. And if you have a voice with a powerful message to share with the world, then head on over to tinyurl forward slash mojo official discord for the best community of voices in the metaverse. Support for the Mojo for Musicians podcast comes from Stedman, tools for the studio and beyond because your voice deserves to be heard. Sennheiser, inspired by music and Cranium, scientifically designed products for bald, shaved and buzzed heads. So get your head in the game and own your dome. And now here's your host, Manny Cabo. All right, welcome back, Mojo Maniacs, to another epic episode of Mojo for Musicians. And today's Mojo Spotlight is on an incredible artist, right, who has certainly made the name for herself, especially most recently in the NFT space, the Web3, uh, with her sold-out Moonshot collection, which is pretty badass. And, man, she's got a fascinating backstory. You know, I always just had a conversation behind the scenes with her. And I love stories. I'm all about stories. And she's been playing the piano since she was five years old. You know, she lived kind of like a nomad life, moving from London to Berlin. She's flirted with record deals and realized the limitations of that. Um, And, of course, so many things in the interim of all that. But I don't want to disclose too much. Well, right, do you guys? No? Nobody? Of course not. They want to bring her on the stage. Come on, Violeta. What do you say? Hello. Thank you so much, (laughs) Manny, for having me. It's so good to be here. Welcome. Welcome. Well, you know what? I'm just speaking the truth. This is all facts. You know, it's such an honor to have you, and I will respect your time. I know that you've had a very, very busy week, actually, a very busy past, you know, few months, you know, but uh, talk to me. So what's new in your world? I know you, you're you like me. Like, we have a lot of commonalities. You know, I have the podcast, my music. I have my NFT uh, community, if you will, crypto coin. So there's a lot going on. So I'm going to get into that later with respect to time. But what's going on with you right now? Well, right now, I've just uh, came out of a very intense but fruitful and amazing week in New York City for the NFT NYC conference. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Yeah. You got to perform, too, man. That's pretty badass. Yeah, I had a performance every day scheduled and including, you know, I was nominated for best application of NFTs to the music industry Mm. at the official awards. And I got to perform there um, at the official like OpenSea event and uh had my own showcase, different parties. It was just amazing. Like it was uh, really a great step for for my career and for the music yeah. NFT space in general. So. Yeah, 100, 100%. I saw, I mean, there was a plethora of postings on it. A lot of people got sick too. A lot of people caught the COVID. Yeah. And I don't know if you know anything about my background. This year has been brutal. I lost my dad to COVID, right? Almost lost my oh. wife. You know, Hurricane Ida then wiped pretty much washed away literally like uh, 25 years of my livelihood, all my music equipment, photography equipment, this and that. So it's been a rough year. So it was sad to see that, you know, uh, I saw the constant posting of everyone loving the event. And um, I didn't have the luxury of going, but I did have a few of my counterparts that went. So I'm happy that you at least got to showcase your talent because that's always good. You know, you always want to have a pretty cool eclectic audience who appreciates you. Not only you as an artist or a Web3 person in the industry, but somebody who's got some killer talent to offer. I heard the song. So let me, I don't know how I want to start this because there's so many layers to you. So I think what I'd like to focus on is the time aspect to what I alluded to before we uh, pressed record on this. So 
And as I said, we've got a lot of commonalities with respect to our backgrounds. How did you manage to control your time or delegate or compartmentalize however you want to word it with your music, with your NFTs, you know, with everything in between, you know, your acting? What works for you? Because, you know, I always, I think I've become a better teacher throughout the years because I've become an amazing student and I love learning from everyone. And in reading about you, I'm like, huh, be pretty, pretty cool question to ask her. Well, my time management has become, you know, a really (laughs) difficult task in the last six months since I joined the Web3 community and NFTs. Uh, before that, you know, I, I just always love diversifying because I, I think you need to, like you're yeah. doing yourself, you know, as an artist in general, you have to diversify, um, because you learn, like you said, you learn, um, how to live and you learn more about yourself. So in the past, it was fairly easy to juggle these things. Cause uh, as you know, as a musician, you have some really intense, busy times, and then you have some downtime. Um, and I didn't take that downtime as downtime, but I would go and potentially act in a movie or, you know, do something else of that sort. Um, whereas in the last six months since January, when I got into NFTs, I didn't do anything else. Like I've just been hustling like a crazy person. I've had 18 hour days for the last six months. And I live in Europe. I'm in the US right now, but I live in Europe normally. I live in Berlin. So everyone is based in the US. And so I've switched my time zone. I'm up until seven in the morning when I'm in Berlin to keep up with you guys. That's insane. It's crazy. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Now, you, I know you're going to attest to this. You have to double and sometimes triple down on that stuff in order to leverage you know, uh, the capacity of what it can do for you, especially as an artist. And I mean, in reading about it, you were very successful with your launch. And this is what I found to be really, really cool. This is actually one of my later questions, but I'm going to get to it because it's a great segue. Like your dad did the artwork. So you give keeping it in the family a whole new perspective, which is pretty amazing. So evidently you must have a great relationship with your dad. You have an amazing father figure. Well, he's an artist, so yeah. of course we clash uh, because <laughs> he tried. Yeah, he tried to shape me like him, and it right. kind of worked out until a certain point, and then I just wanted to spread my, spread my wings and go and right. create my own personality. And his, he's like, "No, what?" Now he wanted to have a say on everything. So, but that was like early twenties and stuff when I just kind of, you know. Uh, left the nest. Uh, but now sure. that I'm a little bit older, you know, I'm, we're both adults and I, I was just like, Hey, do you want to do this for me? Like it gives you the chance as well to display your art to everyone in the world. And mm. why would I go to somebody else when my dad is an artist sure. and he I don't, knows I agree. exactly who I am as an artist. So it just went really smoothly. And I think it was the smoothest thing we've ever done. Cause normally we write songs together sometimes too. And it's a, it's the apocalypse. Like it's really like, we, <laughs> wow. We I, but you know yeah. what? That's a harsh word, but I completely empathize with what you're saying. Cause you know, I say this all the time. Sometimes it's really difficult. It's an arduous task to deal with family to the yeah. point where uh, I get a lot of backlash for this. And I tell people, you want peace in your life, get rid of the toxicity. And sometimes family is the worst to deal with, right? Am I wrong? No, absolutely right. I didn't work with my dad for years because we just couldn't find an agreement. 
But I feel like now I had my own thing going on. And he understood. Yeah. And uh, he just took part of, with it. And, and everyone loved the fact that he was, you know, my dad and they loved the art. But honestly, I think it was a lot easier than it would have been with a different artist. Because, yeah. you know, you get that family aspect. I can tell him, no, I don't like this. You know, and yeah, for it's, a, once, it's a lot easier to criticize. But yeah, I got to tell you, though, you did it right 2,500 times. So you had a lot to celebrate because yeah. that's pretty impressive. You know, um, I'm part of the Giraffe Tower. We sold out, what, four collections, one to 10,300. We just did a uh, 333. So I know it felt good. But in order to say that, man, I did something artistic that not only represents who I am, but it represented the, the relationship that you have with another artist. Right. And to sell out a collection, which, by the way, I know you have five of your originals included in NFTs. That's amazing. So explain to me that, like, what was the impetus behind adding your, aside from the fact that I know you're a musician, but if you would have told me six months ago, Manny, about the NFTs and Web3 and, and Discord and all this stuff, I'd be like, what are you smoking? And, and you know, puff, puff, pass. Same. But here I yeah. right? <laughs> right? But here yeah. I am six months talking to you, interviewing you, and I completely can relate to that success. Explain to me about that. Like, what was the impetus? Well, I was at a bit of a, like a turning point in my career because I was a very like live focused artist. Mm. So I was playing lots of shows, live concerts and everything. And of course the pandemic slowed everything down dramatically. Um, And I had no major uh, record label or anything. I was just kind of trying to find my way into the next step. And I felt really like, stuck in a sense. And I went home for Christmas um, in 2021 and my mom, so both my parents actually play a role in this thing. My mom, who's a very forward thinking, uh, almost 60 year old woman, she knew about NFTs before I did. And she convinced me to start wow. making music NFTs. She that. told me you have, people are buying music NFTs as collectibles, yeah. rare, you know, scarce collectibles. Uh, and I was like, what? People are buying? What? Music is free. What does that you even know? mean? <laughs> yeah. Just trust me. Try it out. You're very good. Like, you can make it work. And I was like, what do I got to lose? Nothing. So I I just went for it and strongly realized, like, suddenly realized that, that that's it was meant for me. You know, I strongly believe in the idea. And uh, my dad does not understand what NFTs are. He has amazing artwork and still has no idea what NFTs He NFT. doesn't know what he did. You know, I just asked him, could you just draw this? And he's like, yeah, whatever. You know, but he, he, he doesn't. I said, I sold out. I was like, oh, good for you. Wow. You know, he just they're very different in that sense. But I got, you know what? I have to tell you, sometimes, even on a personal level, sometimes ignorance is bliss. Because once you start peeling the layers of how intricate everything becomes, it kind of imposes on the creativity, right? Because not only do you have to create the artwork, right? Figure out what music to use, but you also have to do the legwork, the marketing. You have to be somewhat omnipresent. You have to, you know, you have to network, which is what you're doing. You're going into these NFT conventions. You know, you're constantly on Twitter. So there is a substantial amount of work that goes on behind the scenes. It's definitely not for every artist. No, it's not. I have to say I'm lucky that I have this passion also for talking and networking and selling, you know, and create the community. My dad is not that kind of artist. He's more like he stays at home and draws and that he's happy doing that, you know? So I guess we compensate each other in that sense. So So what's your biggest hardship? I know this wasn't a question that was planned, but what's your biggest hardship right now? Granted, even after all the little accolades that you've acquired gradually, what did you 
find to be the most arduous obstacles in this whole campaign from, in, from the initial stages to, to the point of where you actually sold out? Yeah, well, I, I found it, it was always really fun. So it was never like torture, you know, to go out and work those 18 hours a day. The struggles are, of course, that you need to be always present. Like you said, you can't take a day off when you're in a campaign like that. There's no Sundays. There's no evenings. There's no nights that you're always on call. Sleep? Sleep? What is that? I've heard of this. What what, what is sleep? Right. Right. (laughs) So that's definitely a challenge. And, you know, I was ready for it because I was so hungry for a change. But that was definitely hard. Of course, the... Like the market, the state of the crypto market and, and et cetera didn't help. You know, we're in the bear market sure. where everything is kind of crashing a little bit. It That didn't help. And also, um, I found that not everyone in the music, in the NFT space knows how to treat music NFTs. Mm. They are used to like buying these NFTs that are worthless at the beginning. And then all of a sudden they go to 100 ETH, you know, and they flip them and with music, it's more like they're attached to an artist that will grow in exactly. time, you know? So it's a more of a long-term investment. It's so a relationship, it's, you know? It's up to yeah. you to build that demand. You know, you want people yeah. to hold your NFTs. Like, in my space, we're not about flipping. We're not about, you know, killing the floor. You know, we, we've been pretty consistent, and you have to offer a significant amount of great utility. You and yeah. I both know that, you know, and that's what I'm trying. I've got my own crypto coin, and I just embarked on that. So there's definitely challenges, but the rewards can be exponential and amazing. It really can be. I've never been happier in my life. Good you know, I've you. never worked so hard, but I've never been happier in my life. So this showcase that I played in New York last week at this lovely venue in Lower East Side, yeah. um, it was a bunch of Web3 artists and I was kind of closing the lineup uh, and... Uh, about 40 or 50 of my NFT holders showed up with their NFTs in their wallet and they don't pay for the ticket, right? They showed up with their NFT and they come in for free. And I started playing the first song, just me on the guitar. I go through the verse, I get to the chorus and the whole room starts singing along. Oh, see, that's great. There's no better feeling than that. And I, that never happened to me before, ever in my life. And I started crying and laughing hysterically on stage. I couldn't sing. I was choked up. You're all choked up. I just let them take over. And they sang through the whole song. And I just played the guitar. And it was like. Well, that's when you got to live in the moment. Like, that's basically them telling you that your hard work paid off. So you got to, you got to relish the moment. That was the epiphany. Like, okay, that's why I did it even more. Like, this is the utility, both both for them and for me as an artist, you know, so. Good for you. Good for you. I'm really proud of your efforts. And you know what? Rightfully so, because it does. It does take a lot of work, a lot of commitment, a lot of early mornings and late nights. And it's, it's not for the weak hearted. And not to mention, (laughs) as a musician, I don't have to tell you, you really have to have some thick skin. I've been doing this for close to 20 years, been on some amazing TV shows, been able to to perform globally. Um, But that doesn't mean anything because you and I both know you're only as good as your last performance. That Mm -hmm. consistency level has to be on point every single time. And when you make these little lateral moves into a space that you really don't have a firm understanding, you really have to believe in your efforts because what's the point in doing something if you don't believe that you're going to succeed in it so good for you but let's talk about um let's talk about the acting 
that was pretty cool. I've done some short films, and I'm like, oh, this is cool because if you know why I'm so intrigued is because I like understanding what other artists do when they when they encounter situations where it's like, oh, man, I don't know if I could focus on this more. I don't know if I should do this a little bit more because we all know we can't do 25%, 25% here, 25% there. We really got to harness the power and focus on one thing. But it's hard as a creator, especially when you're really trying to get your message out there. So talk to me how you delve into the acting space. That's pretty cool. I know you you were in a film called um, Rose Island, I think it was. Mm-hmm. You know, you know mm-hmm. the only barriers, if you don't speak Italian, you don't get it. But there's subtitles, you know, I, and I understand yeah. Italian. So And it's, it looks like a movie that I would dig because I love comedies, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. So how did you manage to land a role, one, and what was your transition into that space? Because that's a totally different space. Or mm-hmm. is it? I don't know. Maybe for you, well, it's like, yeah. It is, but the way I transitioned into it, I, I managed to, the first role that I landed was in a musical, mm. right? So it was a re, like a remake of the uh, Mozart Magic Flute okay. uh, that I did when I, in 2016, I was 21, and they were just looking basically for a singer. It was very music-oriented, music-based, and they were looking for a singer to play the lead role and someone who could like more or less kind of act, you know, the main thing was the music. The music right? So I auditioned for that, got the part, shot that movie. Great. Uh, we won like a, an award for like the best music in the main Italian awards as well. And after that, I got an agent because I was like, you never know, you know, right. why not? Let's let's see what we can do. And after a couple of years, after so many auditions, so many self tapes, so many. How many like, would you so say? Many. Just curious. I'm just curious. How many oh, would I've you done, say? I don't know, 100. Wow. Like so many. The yeah. self tapes, like, like me in front of a wall talking to nobody. <laughs> you know, it's just really not fun. Uh, but. Yeah, after a couple of years, I land. I went. I got a, a call. They were like, "The director wants to see you for this Netflix thing," um, and I was like, "Sure, that sounds great. I'm never gonna get it, but whatever." I showed up in Rome to the audition, messed it up because I thought it was a, a drama, like a dramatic scene, yeah, yeah. because my scene was dramatic. And I got there, and I'm all like sad and everything, and they're like, "No, no, no. Think of it <laughs> as like Seinfeld. This is a comedy. Okay, snap. You know." So I, whatever, I got it in the end. That's I got it. Story. And I think I got it because I was very similar. Like they saw that character in me, you know, yeah. that's how they cast people mostly nowadays. Sure. You have so much, so much supply of actors that you can literally afford to choose the person that you don't need to work on right. instead of working. So I got that part, shot the movie, was incredible. It came out in 190 countries. Yeah, I saw that. That's incredible. It really yeah. is. But I have, I did want to mention, sorry, yeah. I have a movie coming out actually on sure. July 7th uh, that I'm in. Uh, and I wrote two songs for it. The only original songs for, uh, for that movie are my songs. And I'm not lead role, but um, yeah, it's coming out in the theaters in Italy on July nice. 7th. Yeah, it's called well, I was going to get to that toward the end. I wanted you to okay. promote anything that you have coming up, but I'm glad yeah. you, you mentioned that because that's that's huge. So it's coming out. It's, is it on Netflix? It is just independent film. What is it? No, it's it's but from a big production company, but it's it's national. Like awesome. it's, it, it comes on. In and a what's your role? Just curious. I'm an opera singer. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Let me. That's a talent. I you, I remember growing up. That actually screwing around with opera, you know, Miss Hunt and stuff like that. That actually developed my voice. And you know what's funny? Right. 
Uh, Deborah Bird on The Voice, and she uh, she coached Daughtry, she coached Kelly Clarkson. She's like stuff like that. You don't realize, but you understand the workings of the voice, and it opens up your your your, your cavities and it relaxes your muscle. And then I started playing around with that, and those techniques that she put on my plate helped me with my audition of Here I Go Again, that late note. So it's pretty cool. I'm glad. I really am. I'm happy for you. You're putting in the hours. You're grinding it out. And it's no surprise that you're getting presented with so many opportunities because there's no coincidence. I don't believe in luck. I never did. You know, luck is preparation meets opportunity. Never did. So obviously, I can see that. And I don't know if you know, but I'm also an editorial photographer. You know, I've shot for record labels for years. So... And I do that for artists. I go to Nashville twice, three times a year, and uh, photograph album covers, releases. So I was looking at your artwork, and I have to tell you, I have to commend you. Because there's a, I actually put one here, uh, Never Needed Christmas. Oh, yeah. Like, that style of album cover, that dates back to, like, the early 60s. You know, I grew up on Spanish folk music, you know, Motown, the bright colors, the faded. I love that style of photography. So I was like, oh, I got to, I got to. Whose idea was that? Like, what photographers were you using? European photographers? A a German photographer. She's she's really, really popular right now because her actual photography style, she uses Photoshop heavily. Like, it's over-edited. You know, almost like doll kind of vibes. Yeah. Uh, she, she took it down a notch with me because obviously it was more like met, made to fit me. Yeah. But I like the bright colors. I like the kind of the really perfection yeah. of like, you know, everything very polished. So that's what we went for. It's awesome. This is the last question of the show. Um, what's your mojo? Like, yeah, it's the name of the show. Like, what keeps you going? Like, this is hard work. I tell everybody the same thing. It's being an artist is not for everybody. Quite frankly, I try when I speak at schools and talk to kids, I try to dissuade them from going into this industry. If you still want to become an artist after I'm done telling you the realities behind it and the struggles, (laughs) then you're insane, right? But I'm going for it because that's the type of power that you have to have behind your inclination to delve into this space. You really do. Thick skin, perseverance, a creative mind, adaptable mind, pivotal minds. You know, you have to make those those audibles, like we mentioned before. What's your mojo? I just, I just have a. It's just my calling. I've had a dream for as long as I can remember. As long mm. as I could watch movies or listen to music, I never saw myself doing anything else really. Mm. Uh, so I just get those. You know, the music has high highs and low lows, but those highs are, it makes up for a hundred years of lows. Makes perfect sense. So it it feeds me, you know, for years. So that kind of human connection, music, music just brings joy to everybody. You know, it's just something that we will never be able, it can change the world. So I, I follow that. If I can change the world, even just a little bit, that's what keeps me going, you know? So that's my mojo i suppose perfectly said you know i say that all the time i want to inspire a billion people everyone's like a billion people that's a lot of people if you think about it not really (laughs) look right look how easy it is though look how easy it is you said that you went to the show and you had a full crowd singing your song right yeah you didn't know these people 
You no. never know, especially now with Web3, we're having conversations. People that are on Clubhouse, I'm like, that's Web3. You do realize that, right? With Discord, that's Web3. You do realize that you're having conversations with people in Alaska, Australia, Europe, from all parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that I managed to sing in a room full of people that knew every word to my song, and I'm like, exactly. from a small town, northern Italy, and it happened in six months. I'm like... Great, that's my mojo, I suppose. There you know? go. That, if anything, if it wasn't your mojo, that gave you more mojo to continue yeah, this yeah. path. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's awesome. So listen, we've come to the closing moments, but again, this is your chance. I want you to promote things. I want to uh, allow people to know you a little bit more. Where do they go if they want to know a little bit more about Violetta? Yeah. Uh, well, of course, you can uh, check out my Moonshot collection, Music NFT uh, project, on OpenSea, it's available on Secondary Market. It's five songs that I recorded here in Nashville with a Grammy-winning producer and with my dad's art. Uh, I'd love if you could guys if you guys could check it out. I've got more coming up, of course, but I want to take my time to do it properly. And uh, I have this movie coming out on July 7th that you might not be able to watch in theaters in America, but I might post some snippets. Follow me on social there media. You go. And- yeah, check me out on Spotify. I have some songs over there too. If you don't buy NFTs and YouTube and all that, I'm I'm planning to move to America as well. Where to? Just it. curious. So, yeah, Nashville. Of course. Yeah, I lived there for two yeah. years. Oh, I love that town. Yeah. I've been, yeah, let me tell you, I uh, for me that's home away from home. And you, you're very uh, inclined to writing songs. It's the songwriting yeah. capital of the world. I mean, I'm putting out a song every six weeks from stuff that I've had for years. And it's just something that's personal for me. It's a big accomplishment. It really is. And like you already know, it's a lot of work. It's not just putting out a song. Yay, let's hope for the best. You know, it's micro content. It's every day. You're doing behind the scenes stuff, doing lives, doing YouTube videos, reels, the whole nine yards. But it's what we do. You just said it. This is what we do. Yeah. On a daily basis. So hopefully I'll be playing shows around the country as well as soon as I can get my visa sorted out. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's important. You got to have your visa. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you get COVID while you were at the uh, convention? You just have to know. I did not. Good for you. I did not. I'm good. <laughs> good for you. Well, I'm happy for that. Anything else you want to add before we go? This has been amazing. And once again, I need to commend you on all of your efforts. I wish you much uh, continued abundance, success, fans you know hopefully you keep selling your nfts um it's an amazing accomplishment it really is and there's so much more and this is just the beginning we're in the initial stages of this development people are still sleeping on it i know they are for me that's why i'm really really excited i've got to get you some mojo coin you've you've definitely earned it especially with this so i'm going to give you some (laughs) coin all you need is a phantom wallet got to get you in my discord and then i'll get into yours i've got a lot of utility that i'm affording that's the thing there's so many layers and components to make this stuff work i'm just happy that you managed the time and i'm really grateful i know my listeners will be grateful so um thanks for being on the show thank you manny for having me this was a blast absolutely and we'll talk real soon okay we got to do this again when you sell your next collection how about that? Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Great talking to you. Thank you. This has been a Mojo for Musicians podcast. If you're a musician, industry professional, or a voice with a powerful message and wanting to share your mojo and stories of success with our listeners, or simply share some feedback on today's episode, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email at info at And don't forget to join the Mojoverse on Discord for the most powerful community of voices in the metaverse at tinyurl forward slash mojo official discord. Thanks for listening.